So before we dive into this week's episode, I want to acknowledge the fact that this episode was pre-recorded. It's set to schedule this week. We do have a sponsor, so we just kind of left it to go live. But next week, we'll be having a discussion all about race, police brutality, intersectionality, white privilege, And it's something that's happening in the world right now in social media. And it's not just because it's trendy, it's important. And it's something that we really want to talk about. It's something that we obviously all have experience in. And it's something that we should speak about because you should use your voice, you should use your platform. And now is not a time to be silent. And so we're going to have that discussion for next week's podcast episode. But this one was pre-recorded, so we are leaving this here. Welcome to today's episode of Between Means and Beans. My name is Nina, and I'm joined by my best friend, partner, and baby daddy, Dayon. And together, we're a couple of 20-something-year-olds just trying to navigate this whole first-time parenting thing. So we're laying it all out there and talking about all the things you wish your parents told you about love, sex, and happiness. So this is part two of our moving in together. It's mostly going to be a Q&A, but we're just going to dive right into it. We moved in together, and I would say the first challenge was trying to decorate together. It is so not easy trying to combine, like, two aesthetics. I remember going to Winners all the time and, like, buying the wackest things, but then, like, we just constantly had to, like, buy and return because, like... He would send me these photos, and I was just like, absolutely not. Like, I know (laughs) he was just trying to fill the space because there's nothing, and it's, like... It's tough when it's empty. Yeah, like, it seems so big, and you're like, oh my god, all the possibilities... But you should try and not just fill it with whatever because you just want it to be full. If you can, take your time with it and like actually buy pieces that you kind of want to curate into like a space. Because when we actually took our time and not rush into it, then the pieces all came together and we actually had an aesthetic going. But we did kind of rush and buy things that really like neither of us really liked and then we ended up having to sell it later or return it so i mean also if you can buy stuff buy it from a place where you can return it because that's Mm -hmm. gonna be way more clutch than being stuck with something and trying to flip it on facebook marketplace i remember the first thing that i bought was like mcdonald's glassware and that was so clutch and like that's not even furniture (laughs) but you know you got to drink out of something that's true and And it kind of it kind of like shifted our like aesthetic or it kind of like paved the way for like the cartoon vibes that we wanted we wanted a little bit of that nostalgia feel to yeah. it so it kind of helped okay like that's the thing that you have to realize is that neither of us had this aesthetic in mind like if you look at our apartment tour on youtube like it's very colorful it's kind of cartoony and we didn't go into a curating our apartment with that vision in mind it was really just us shopping together and being like do you like this do you like this and for me personally i feel like i have more of that bohemian kind of pastel pink a little more girly feminine vibe and like that's how I wanted to decorate and I feel you wanted things to be like clean and sharp and like black and I like didn't want anything that was black (laughs) in our home and so we kind of settled on we both like this like pop art color cartoon aesthetic so it's, it's really not easy to cater to both people and i feel like usually what ends up happening is one person is just way more dominant and it's like no this is the aesthetic we're going for and the other person is just like okay i'm here no see yeah but that's the thing we were able to kind of like veto certain things and like have a compromise and like actually build our home which is surprising to me yeah and and it it came together in a way that was interesting because there are some like feminine touches to it and like some bohemian vibes to it but then there's a lot of that like like kind of hype beast like 
colors and like pop art like warhol type feels you yeah know? we made our own aesthetic <laughs> definitely and like that came out to like even like reaching out to our friends for art and yeah. predominantly it was like people that i knew through like going to graphic design school and stuff local artists local artists yeah a lot that, of their stuff that have like that like really colorful style and it worked mm-hmm. out i think another thing that really influenced our decorating process was in the same time we were working on saturday morning cereal and we like started bringing in a bunch of like cartoon nostalgia and then it just worked for like our apartment as well but to be fair the pop-up did end up just living it in did our live home. with us yeah. so like you can't really say that, that was decor because it was literally just the pop-up but but some of it is still with us today yeah so i would say for those of you that were asking where we bought our furniture and stuff a lot of it is thrifted a lot of it is Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace because you can find some really great used furniture. Like, we got our couch from Craigslist, our big orange couch, the one that everyone loves. Um, we got our circular dining table off of Craigslist. You can get a lot of stuff on the low, especially Ikea stuff. So if you go to Ikea and you know what you want, just go into Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist and type that in and you can probably get it for a lot cheaper. I would definitely recommend that. It'll save you a lot of money. And if you're in Canada, or even if you're not, like, I would recommend going to places like Winners, Marshalls. They have so much, like, home stuff, and you can just buy a bunch of stuff, try out the aesthetic, and if you don't like it, then you can obviously return it with your receipt. And that way you can kind of test out, like, okay, like, is this a color that we're going for, a vibe that we're going for? And that really worked well when it was, like, the little things that you need, like, the essentials for, like, the kitchen and things like that. And for me, I personally, like, went into Value Village and Salvation Army nearly every day and like i like first thing i go to is like to the mugs and the glassware and then the furniture and just like try and find things that are interesting and different that could work in our apartment and that was like really fun for me to like constantly do that and obviously there were a few times where it was like a miss and then we'd have to be like okay we have to get rid of this because it just doesn't work but it was just fun to like try and like experiment it was really fun yeah it was super fun and still to this day like we add and remove things from our home so constantly constantly yeah but this is a good time to move into your guys's questions and you asked a lot of really good ones the one question that i got a lot was about finances so how we split rent how we split groceries furniture all of it so with rent we just did it straight down the middle for us we felt that like we should both be working and carrying equal weight like we are both living in this apartment It's both mine and yours. And so we just felt that it was easiest to split it down the middle. I know that some people do it equitably. So like if you were making far more money than I was and maybe like I was a student, then we might figure out something to do that like maybe you would pay more and I would pay less based on how much money we're making. But I think because you also didn't have a job going into us moving in together, then we just found that it was best to be like, we both decided to do this. And so we're both going to carry our own weight. Yeah, we split, like, everything. Groceries, food, everything. Yeah, it was kind of hard to keep track of the groceries and the furniture, I would say. Because, like, with rent, obviously, the money would just come out of Dan's account. So every single month, at the end of the month, I would just send him my half. And that's just how we did it. And with groceries and furniture, we used a website called Splitwise. And it was, honestly, a good website. And I believe they have an app as well but we mostly just use it on desktop and we kept all the receipts we would import it in there 
and we would just make sure that we were each spending the same amount of money on each mm-hmm. thing. But it just like got so tedious to do and it felt so nitpicky to be like, I spent like $20 on groceries this day and like, did you spend like $30 here? And like, it got to be so stressful, I feel like. And then there was times too where it was like, is this a Dayon expense? Oh my god, yeah. Expense? And like, Dayon would buy like all this candy and like soda and I'm like, I'm not paying for that. Like, that I'm not eating or drinking any of that, so... I don't want that to be a part of, like, the house expense. Yeah, so, like, we argued (laughs) about it a lot. And at the end, we kind of just stopped doing it. And we kind of just did, like, essentially an honor system where it was like, okay, like, you'll pay for groceries this time. I'll pay for it next time. And we just kind of assume that it's going to equal out. I think it fell apart when we went on vacation. Yeah, when we go, because we we would have, like, a house fund. We'd have a vacation fund, a furniture fund. Like, it was... It was just too much, you know, and it's so much added stress and it's you have to keep all your receipts and you have to import it into this thing. And it's nice because it calculates it for you. I would say that if you have roommates, like if you're not actually living together, if you have roommates where you do want to split things, like it honestly is great because I did that with my roommates in the past and my friends when we would go on vacation. But I think when you're in a relationship, unless you do still want to have that situation, if you just want it to kind of be equal, you could just kind of say I'll pay for groceries this time you pay for it next time and just hope that it eventually evens out but yeah it just felt so tedious to do after a long period of time but we did do it for a long period of we time did, yeah and it definitely did cause like some I wouldn't say arguments but it would start some disagreements mm. yeah but now we're in a completely different yeah phase. now it's really different now yeah. I mean I'm pretty much the sole breadwinner and you work essentially with me for me and so i mean i just kind of pay for everything but that's 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 a story for another time (laughs) because how we got from where we were to where we are now is such a long journey but my credit card is the family credit card yeah we buy things like groceries and family related stuff on my credit card and it's for accounting purposes it makes yeah yeah, but then you pay me anyway so yeah my paychecks come so i mean unless you have a situation like ours where one person works for the other person which gets so messy like this is a whole (laughs) podcast in and of itself um and we're still working it out then yeah i wouldn't recommend what we're doing now i would try and split it equally if you can definitely in the beginning yeah and we did also get questions about how much you should save up before moving out we did talk about this in our last podcast but i had mentioned that i'd saved up eight thousand dollars and i blew through that so quickly like I mean, you have to think about when you're moving out, it's not just rent. So, like, our rent was $1,375, so let's just say $1,400. And then that's not including the deposit that you make when you first move in. So that's half a month's rent. So if you just think about right when you move in, what you owe is the first month's rent and the deposit. And then you have to furnish your place. If it's not furnished, you have to obviously eat. And you shouldn't move into a place just having saved enough for that first month because you will be absolutely fucked for the Mm -hmm. next month. And so I would recommend that if you kind of know like how much you are willing to spend on an apartment or what your half of the rent would be, then budget at least, honestly, to be safe, like four to six months because you want to be able to have money in that period of time and you never know what's going to happen and you really don't want to be living like month to month if you can avoid it because yeah not paying rent is sucks because you can get kicked out and that sucks (laughs) i took a different approach because i didn't really have anything saved i just kind of jumped in because i knew that's what i wanted to do and 
like furnishing was so expensive so expensive like we blew so much money on all of that well and you then, think like, about like how much a mattress costs yeah it's so you got, much like, money it's like the bigger things right like mattress sofa Couch, like, like yeah. tv if you want one and like all those things and then like the first few months like i basically couldn't pay off my credit card and i would just keep hoping that like if i work more i'll be able to do it and at the end i was able to but it just took it took time to get there. Yeah, I just, don't do a Dan. Don't do what I did because it just is added stress. But basically, I picked up like three, three different jobs, and I was doing them all in the same time. Where like some days you couldn't even see me because I was constantly yeah. working. But like I had to pay off like my my overdue my overdue debts to the credit card, and it wasn't like crazy overdue, but it was like it would be better if you debt. had it was debt. <laughs> like it was like two thousand dollars like that it was overdue to the credit card. So I was like. Yeah, you should probably at least have that in the in the bank for like a backup. Because for me, like, like I kind of just assumed that if I pushed you to do this and for us to move in together, then you would have that fire under your ass to like get you know your shit together and make money and be able to pay for it. And I mean, you kind of did. You did end up going into debt because we did everything equally. Like if we'd done things equitably. Mm-hmm. I technically had more money, so then I would have paid slightly more. But I just, but I, I personally, everything down the middle. yeah, I didn't feel like I was like we're equal partners, and I am not gonna get myself into a situation where I am paying for your rent or that you think, oh well, like it's okay because she's paying like most of this month's rent, and so that's just the way it's gonna be. I was like, no, like you need that fire under your ass to like mm-hmm. get your shit together, and it kind of worked. Yeah, well, it was just, like, I owed my credit card, and I was like, all right, I need to hustle, because, like, every month is going to be, like, a fee. You did work a lot, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, once I pay this off, I'll be good, and trying to get more tips, trying to get more (laughs) money coming in, you know, so I You do what you gotta do, but, I mean, okay, so, from your perspective, I guess, because I've lived alone before, I've lived with roommates, and I, I kind of already knew, like, how amazing it is to live by yourself, like, was it worth it? As much as you struggled financially to make it work, was it worth it to move out of your parents' place and have our own place together? No doubt. It was like a hundred percent like was worth it because living with my parents was yo, love my parents, but <laughs> <laughs> I love them, but nah that that wasn't working for me. It was like it was just so tough. You couldn't make your own like real like I mean you have your room, but like you can't really have your own space, your, your own. Your aesthetic like, is confined to time. one small area. Exactly. And like I felt like this was just better for like my mental too, because like I was able to to like relax and like even get distracted on my own and and then like realize, all right, like you're you're fully responsible for yourself and I'm like, all right, I need to work, I need to make money, I need to do something. To grow. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Grow so, the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So I don't regret it whatsoever. I mean I don't even remember working that hard to to pay off those like to pay off what I had to and I don't really care about like the money that came out of the account every month for rent and all those things because it's worth it like 100%. Yeah. Especially living with somebody you love. Oh. <laughs> sugar. <laughs> okay, next question is this one's a good one and I never would have even thought to talk about this, but did moving in together affect our sex life? Did we have less sex? And now that I think about it, we did, but I'm not going to say that it's, like, a direct correlation. You know, like, if you're looking at a graph, it's not that moving in somehow made the sex decrease in amount. So here's what I think is the difference. So, So you lived on your own when we met. 
Yes. So, but if we both live with our parents, I can see that if we finally move out into a home okay. together, we would have more sex. Yeah, I guess, yeah, it depends. Yeah. But it, I think it because your... <laughs> you were living in a basement suite, we did not... With roommates, yeah. Yeah, we did not care, and we just... And your parents are also, like, not weird about Yeah, no, they were super chill, so... So like if I was we, living in my parents' house, though, I think hell we, no. <laughs> yeah, I think what it is, we just, we had the most sex in the beginning relationship because yeah. like it was so exciting and like that's what it was. And then, not saying that it's like less, it is very exciting now. It's just there's more layers to our relationship that like we well, have more responsibilities. Yeah. Like, sure. so when we moved in together, obviously, like, right when we moved in together, like, I had just moved back here. Like, we did have, I would say, a lot of sex, but I think that as you know, arguments would arise about who's going to clean this. And we'll get into all of this. We'll get into, like, how we divvied up chores and what we actually argued about. But the more stress that we encountered and, like, with you having to take, like, three jobs to, like, make it happen, like, we had more a lot more... Well yeah, like, you were more tired and we had a lot more arguments. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, that's, that's the direct correlation to us having less sex because I don't want to be having sex if... I'm upset with you if I'm holding resentment towards you if I'm like why the fuck are you like not carrying your weight around here like I don't feel like having sex with somebody when that's how I'm feeling and so I wouldn't say that it's you move out and then you have less sex I think it's that we had a lot more issues that arose in our relationship just more challenges it's not that it wasn't the right decision to move out it was just that you know you're spending a lot more time together it's a lot more to navigate and so we ended up just spending a lot more time and energy on that than we did on sex. Yeah, I mean, now that I think of it, like, when we met, we were just straight up rabbits, so, like... <laughs> yeah, because when you first start dating, like, it's... It's we, that excitement. It's like, the excitement. We're, we're I was also, like, in other. college, like, a lot less stress. Like, I wasn't... I mean, I was paying rent, but it was a lot less rent at that time, and you just have... I think that when you have more responsibilities, yeah, you just have to focus your energy on that, mm-hmm. and I more power to you if you can go through all that and also your sex life is on point like more power to you but i am not that kind of person stress just takes over my mind and so i can't let go yeah but don't get us wrong like our sex life was there and it was alive and it was great (laughs) the only thing is it wasn't like as much as it because like when like just to clarify too like when we met it was literally like a few times every single day it was a lot it was like me going like me is like i'm running late for work and then it was, like it was literally, like, constant like, sex. It went from constant sex to, like, fre- frequent sex, is what I would say. Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously, now I'm pregnant, so it's been minimal. Right now, it's been minimal. minimal and this sex. is different for us. I think, like, that's a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother ball game. We could do a whole podcast just about our sex life. <laughs> that would be a juicy one for you guys. Okay, the next question is, our parents' reactions. I got a lot of questions from, I believe, my fellow Asians out there that um, have stricter parents and honestly i would say because i did move away from home my parents had to kind of let go of their worries and fears and trying to control aspects of my life when i moved away because i'm literally in another country and i mean i do also say that but there are people that i went to college with where literally their parents would call them every single day like their moms would call them every single day and ask them like about their life what they're doing they know where they are constantly have their location like like their moms were so involved in their life even though they were so far away so I guess that's not an excuse but I think for my parents they were like she's in Canada now she's an adult we can't stop her if she wants to do certain things and so for me I kind of just inform my parents when I'm gonna do something 
and they usually just kind of have to be okay with it. I know that's really non-traditional and that's not at all what I expected when I was growing up. Like my parents were really strict and I always thought that I would have the kind of relationship with them where I would always have to ask for their permission. But I think that over time, they just came to realize that I am a responsible adult. And I was like, I can afford this. I've done my research. I'm moving in with someone that you've met, that you love, and that, you know, like, they know Dayon. They trust him. Like, he's not, like, some random sketchy person. And they still don't really know much about his finances. So will he (laughs) maybe not be able to make rent and leave me, like, high and dry? Maybe. They don't know that, and I think my mom did have some concerns about that, and I don't blame her, because even though I trusted you, like, there is still that possibility that you could have done that, and I think that's a risk you're willing to take when you do decide to move in with somebody. As much Mm -hmm. as you love them and as much as you know them, you really don't know, kind of until you're in that situation, how somebody's going to react, and if you are going to have to front them rent money, which was, like, my main concern, so... With my parents, it was really just a matter of this is what I'm going to do and this is what I want to do. I And they really didn't mind. And I think it's also because my parents, they got married really young. They got married at, when my mom was 20 and then they bounced around America living in different cities when they were like a young married couple. And my dad always kind of wanted that for me, like to kind of just live in different places and explore different places. And so I think for him, it wasn't so foreign of an idea to be this age and to be living with a partner. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that they are really the type to be like, you need to be married before you can do these things because they never really put that on me. So I'm sorry, I don't have a ton of great advice for you on how to talk to your parents if they are really strict and not wanting you to do certain things. But I think the best thing that you can do is to show them that you're a responsible adult. And sometimes you do just kind of have to push people to allow them to grow. With my parents, and again, this could be a whole other podcast, but throughout my all of my teenage years, I just kept doing things to push them a little bit more and more and more until they were forced to grow and like realize that I am growing up and that they can't control every single thing that I do because they went from being really strict to being not very strict at all. Mm-hmm. My parents kind of... We're trying to scare me about moving out because of, traditionally in Serbian culture, you you stay there up until you get married. And so I guess like because we were like pretty new into our relationship as well, but they still did trust you and trust us. But I don't think that they were like ready to see me leave quite yet. And um, but I just had to like let them know that that was the move that I needed to do for myself. And that was something that I was thinking about for some time. And yeah, just it, it felt right for me. And I think. They tried to scare me, but it wasn't like in any way where they gonna stop me because like at this point, at that point, we were adults and there's like, how, how can you really? Yeah, I think you have to just pick your battles. Like, you know, your parents better than anybody. And like, if they are the type to be like, you need to get married before you move out. And that's something that's really important to them. Like, you have to just gauge your relationship to them and whether or not it's worth it. And so obviously for our parents, we knew that like for yours I guess like there might be some resistance but they would come around yeah and so like I think that if that's the case with your parents then I would take that leap and you know like you never know until you try it but also I'm a firm believer that you have to throw yourself off the cliff and trust that you're gonna catch yourself Mm -hmm. something I tell my parents is um 
if you wanted me to be more traditional, then you should have raised me back home. <laughs> like, the moment you raised me in Canada, I'm a Canadian, so I'm going to do Canadian-like things. <laughs> no, but there are people in Canada that are Canadian that really don't be... I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if they try to push, like, certain traditions and, like, cultures on me, like, I respect the culture, but there's... If there's certain things I want to do, it's like... I'm a product of, like, where I grew up, so... You know what I mean? I and can't, it like, is a lot more common here to not get married mm-hmm. and move in together. And that's the thing. Like, we have we have a baby and we're not married. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, those are things that I have to tell them the same Pushing thing. all the boundaries. <laughs> I literally have to tell them the envelope. same thing. I'm like, I grew up here. Like, I, it's 2020. It's yeah. a whole different time. And it's like, they kind of just have to live with it because That that's... is true. Because, yeah, that's the thing is that, like, culturally, I mean, for me, I grew up American and my parents culturally are Vietnamese and it's very different. The way that they grew up is very different from the way that I grew up. And I think to a certain extent, like, your parents are just going to have to realize that. It just is so unfortunate because, like, your, like, relationships with, I think, immigrant parents is, it's so hard and it's so nuanced because, like, your lived experiences are so different. So you do have to meet them halfway. You know, you do have to realize that this is coming from somewhere. You know, like, this is coming from their own experience and they're not, really just doing it because they want to like oppress you you know Mm -hmm. like they're doing it because like that's what they know yeah and so yeah i think if that's if that's the case then it's it's a lot easier to reason with your parents than to like argue and like just butt heads and that's something i had to learn really early on and i used to do that all the time like my parents would tell me no and i would just like resist 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 and just argue Mm-hmm. But if I can provide them with reason and if I can say, like, hey, like, I totally understand your concerns and, like, I see where you're coming from, then it would make them a lot more at ease because they were like, okay, she actually is considering how we feel. Whereas when, usually when you're just fighting, it's kind of just like, I'm out here for me and I don't mm-hmm. care about how you feel. Especially if you sound like an adult and they know that, like, okay, she's responsible now. Yeah, it took you a lot. I mean? It like, took a lot for my parents to see me as a responsible person, I think. Yeah, it takes time. It takes time to, like, get out of that. And, like, if anyone is going through, like, certain situations where they feel like their parents are very strict on them it might just be like because you may be a little bit too young right now and maybe they do have this this feeling that you might not be ready or you know feel it out because every situation is so different like because like for us like we knew that the certain decisions that we would make maybe it wouldn't make our parents like 100 percent happy but in the same time it wouldn't ruin our relationship with them. Like, we would still yeah. have a very strong bond with them and still be able to, you know, communicate with them and whatever. But I know certain situations, maybe with some people, if they, like, do something that's against what they want, then, like, if you lose, like, ties with your family, that's a big, that's a big yeah. thing to consider. And that's a big thing to really, like, sit down and yeah. think about and talk about. I feel like, if anything, my mom just didn't want to be financially responsible for me anymore. So I was like, you know, <laughs> like, I am financially independent and this is what I'm doing. So she's like, yeah. more power to you. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, yeah, it didn't affect, like, it didn't affect your guys' relationship at all. No, at yeah. all. No, not at all. I think my dad wanted me to stay in San Francisco, but that's, yeah. That's, I, could, I couldn't have done that. It's too expensive. <laughs> it's expensive in Vancouver, but, I mean, it's not San Francisco expensive. San Francisco is even more. So I would say this is a good time to plug Policy Genius. If you guys are looking to get some life insurance super important especially with everything that's going on right now we need to make sure that our child is fully taken care of in the case that we do pass away it's anybody that depends on your income like Mm -hmm. you should definitely look into it so whether that's like your parents your grandparents your children and if you don't know policy genius is an insurance marketplace so it basically keeps track of all the changes in the market so you don't have to so it does all the hard work finds you the best price 
and you could save up to $1,500 just by using Policy Genius, and it's free. So I would definitely go check it out. It compares all the quotes. So you literally don't have to do anything besides mm-hmm. just use the website. You know how expensive a funeral is? Yeah. And how expensive, like, somebody got to pay your taxes. Somebody got to, you know what I mean? Like, and all like these things. And why put that burden yeah. on your family members, you know? And your family members, your partner, your children, whatever it may be. So if you're one of the many people that are looking for life insurance, make sure that you head to policygenius.com. They handle everything for you and they'll get you protected. And it's just one less thing that you have to worry about. So jumping back into these questions... The next question is about divvying up chores. So this one is a hot topic because <laughs> we argued a lot, a lot about chores. Until this, we got into the groove of it. Uh, we, well, yeah, we don't argue as much now. Now I'm just more like, can you please just go do this? But I think the biggest, not mistake, but the biggest thing here is the fact that I lived with roommates before i lived by myself before and you had never lived with anyone but your parents before that i think was the biggest 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 distinction for the both of us Mm -hmm. because i came from a place and and i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest i wasn't always the best roommate there are a lot of times where i didn't clean up after myself and my roommates didn't like that and they would vocalize it with me and i'm very well aware of that but i tried and i'm aware that when you're living together with somebody you need to carry your weight and so at least like i would keep my space clean and like attempt to keep communal spaces clean and then when i was living alone i did everything you know like i had to do all the dishes vacuum and i actually really enjoyed it and i think for me what i learned when i was living alone is that i don't mind cleaning tidying doing household things when it's my space but for some reason when it's communal I just feel like it's not worth it because someone else is going to make it messy and I have no control over that. And so I like to have control over my spaces. Mm. And You're a control freak. Yeah, I'm a huge control freak. And so then when it comes to moving in with somebody that you're in a relationship, that's where it gets muddled because... All of it is my space, but it's also all of it is your space. And I have control and I also don't have control. And it's our space. It's our space, yeah. And I, I just wasn't used to that concept. And also you coming from a place where, you know, if you make a communal space messy, your mom is going to clean it up you know and like the only thing that you really have to keep that's clean the is your European ways man uh, you know they raise but, their yeah. boys as boys like it, and that's that's what's wrong with it it you is know? And i know and that's i didn't realize that until later but yeah yeah it's like we raise girls to be so you know like responsible and especially for me like my mom was always like you need to learn how to cook and clean and all these things that make a good wife and i was yeah. always so resistant to it but i did learn those things our parents like my parents got got at us for like our room but we, they never made us like clean the dishes. They never made us cook food or anything like that. So yeah. That's so the thing, I was like, like, you need to carry your weight, mm-hmm. and I didn't see it at all. Like we would literally have people over, and then the next morning Dan would go to work, and I'm working from home. But there's just cans everywhere. Like it's so messy. Like you I have some to parties, clean. Though. Yeah. Okay. Like the parties <laughs> were fun, but then I would have to clean up everything, yeah. and then you'd come home and you're tired. And I'm like, okay, but I didn't even get to work today because the whole day I had to clean up because I can't work in an environment like this. And it was so stressful for me because I just Mm. felt like I was carrying all of this weight in like cleaning and tidying and like doing errands and stuff like, and I just, I couldn't, 
take it because I was like you're not seeing that by you not carrying your weight that you're putting all of it on me and it's not just the physicality of it it's also the mental load it's the fact that I have to think about well we we haven't done laundry yet we need to go do laundry you know mm-hmm. and then you're like oh well I I'll do it if you tell me to but the thing is you're that telling was my me biggest thing. yeah like yeah. you're telling me that I have to be the manager of the house and then divvy up chores to you yeah. and that was very frustrating to me as well because I was like we should be equal in this you see know? but that's the thing that's like something that i like fail to understand because like if you told me to do something i'd be like okay like i can do it and i'll do it okay but then the thing is also i should Sometimes. i should say that he a lot of times wouldn't do it he says I it wait. like he, i would wait a little bit yeah you like to wait like a week and let it build up but i'm like i want general cleanliness mm-hmm. at all times so you know what i feel like that's also like i'm sure that there's some people that are similar to me but i feel like if I do start to clean something, I know that I'm going to, like, clean it to a T and, like, and like start, like... I can verify he does do that. <laughs> yeah, and, like, if I... Like, and that's the thing. Like, I'll keep a mess because I know, like, all right, if I'm going to involve myself in cleaning that, this is going to be a whole day thing. Yeah. Because, like, if I have a few clothes on a chair and I need to fold it and put it away, I'm going to end up unfolding and refolding everything worst. that's in the closet. It is the worst. Because it needs to be, like clean to a t if i'm gonna do it and that's the thing like with the dishes it takes me a long time and it's like i like everything to be like in a certain order and it's so weird but like so that's why like sometimes i let it build up but i mean that's not the right way to do it but it's just like i feel like it's something about like in my mental like it's like it's it's satisfying in a sense to like do that um but i know that it's extremely tough for you to live in a mess so and it is for me as well so we are we are better at it now i mean our situation has changed a lot now and now we have a child so like blah 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 everything's different but like but how how do we divvy up the chores like i think in the beginning it was a little bit more up in the air and then it slowly starts getting refined and i think now it's now it's like we have this agreement where you'll do the cooking i'll do all the cleaning and it was it was like that even when we first moved in though. It was just you wouldn't clean. And then I remember months into us moving in together and it's all built up where you know like we didn't really set out these expectations to begin with cuz I just kind of assumed that we would both clean and so it's like all this built up pent up like anger about Dayan not cleaning and then it literally gets to the point where our biggest argument were because I just want to see you fucking pick up the vacuum without me telling you to and vacuum. And he's like, well, I never see you vacuum. I'm like, because you're at work. And then he's like, oh, well, why don't you do it now? I'm like, because I'm waiting for you to do it. I'm literally leaving it messy. And I'm looking at all these little like dust bunnies in the corner. And I'm like, does he see these? Like, do you even register? Like, do you want to live in this dirty mess? And, like, it was just, it was so infuriating to me because I was just waiting for you to do it. And I told you repeatedly that I wanted you to vacuum. And even though you knew, you still wouldn't do it. And it was very odd. Hmm. And I think, like, when we, when we were fighting, it was pretty much always about that. It was always about vacuuming and vacuuming responsibilities. And for me, like, it wasn't just doing the chores, to me, it was about respect. You know, it was respect for my time and it was respect for all the things that I do. And I was like, if you're not carrying your weight, then you're just telling me straight up that, like, you don't give a fuck. You know, mm-hmm. so, like, for me, it was bigger than that. It got bigger than that to the point where I was like, I am leaving. Like, I'm not doing this anymore just because of cleaning responsibility. Because I was like, you know, like, what's the future? You know, like, we're going to have a kid together. And what's it going to be? Like, I'm going to do everything. 
Like, I'm going to tell, I'm going to delegate to you. Like, no, I don't think so. So I was like, we need to have these fundamental, like, building blocks, essentially. So now, like, when we do have a child together, like, yeah, every now and then I do have to tell you to do things, but it's a lot better. It's a lot better than what it was. It's unfortunate that it had to reach those certain boiling points because there there were some arguments. Like, that's not a lot. Like, there were some arguments where you were like, I'm literally going to leave if you can't do this. And yeah, and I was is literally over-vacuuming. Yeah. And I was and like, it's unfortunate that like, yeah, I mean... Letting I, it get to this and point. And that's the thing, like, because I, like, and, and the arguments would escalate because I would be like, you seriously going to leave me over some, like, vacuuming? And like, I was I, like, absolutely. I will not stand for this. Yeah. Like, I, it's an equal partnership. And that's the thing, because then I would get defensive too because I'd be like, yo, if you tell me to do it, I'm going to do it. And then, like, there's, like, certain things like where, like, the yeah. arguments would just keep progressing and But you escalating. just didn't understand. Like, it's the mental load. Like, I, I already have so much to think about, you know? Like, we both have jobs and lives yeah but right now i'm crushing it i'm doing changing the diapers burping the baby i I just i mean this thing do really like it really does pile up but we're a lot better at divvying up you just have to have the conversations and like if it's really bothering you like that's the thing for me like i didn't realize how much it was bothering me how much i had pent up inside of me until i was literally crying and screaming about vacuuming Mm -hmm. and it's like how does it get to that point you know and like even though I knew from the beginning, like, I'd be like, ooh, I don't know, like, maybe, like, he should be contributing, like, I shouldn't be doing all this, I would just kind of keep it to myself and hope that he would change for some reason, but you have to vocalize, you know, like, you need to vocalize what your expectations are, because your partner can't know that, and you don't know what your starting point is, you yeah, know? Usually after the arguments, once things settled, the communication was a little bit more oh, clear, no. and then no, we no, were no. able to figure But also, out. what you should realize is that it's not just going to take one argument. My favorite... Oh, it'll take a few, for My sure. favorite. My favorite is when we would argue, and then I'm like, I'm fucking leaving you. And he was like, no, 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 no. Fuck that guy. I hate him. You're never seeing him again. <laughs> he's dead to me. <laughs> and he's like, fuck that old day on. <laughs> I have a few different versions of myself that yeah. are dead and gone. And he's... Yeah. <laughs> And he would he would just be so dramatic and then he would like frantically, frantically clean, like plug in the vacuum, do all the dishes and like prove to me that he can do it. And I'm like and you know, like the first couple times I'm like, wow, he's changed. And of course you haven't. And it's just time and time and time again where we just need to have the same conversations Yo, over and over again. Breaking habits are tough. I know, it's hard. It's hard. They're but, habits. They're bad habits yeah. at the end of the day too. Well that's why like now I can laugh about it. But then it, <laughs> it was really just like like it gets to the point now where I'm like you are making me incredibly stressed and very upset and I don't want to be this person and I don't need you to just apologize and frantically clean. I need you to do it regularly. I'm sweating right now just thinking about all that. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some crazy times. It was, but I mean, yeah, but it we got had us, to, we it had got to go through it. it. Yeah, it got us. It got us it's, we need to raise thing. our like, boys better. That's, and that's, that's the thing, the like, Oh, yeah. But that's the thing, like, through communication, you're able to solve those issues slowly, but... You're, you're able to solve them. It just takes time. Yeah. Okay, next question is about personal space. How do we have our own space when we're living together? How do we carve that time for ourselves and just, like, the actual physical space? So, for me, I personally would just go out with friends or go play basketball. That's, like, the biggest to thing. To be fair, though, like, it's pretty rare that you go out with friends just by yourself. We're pretty much always together. We are, yeah. And that's the thing, because we, we love each other's company. We and do, but like, we also have, like, friends that are together so i i feel like going out with friends yeah we have joint friends so like i feel like going out with friends isn't usually how we take space for me it was like when you were working that's when i would take my space and -hmm. like i would be working to be fair but i i i just really like doing errands by myself i like taking myself out to restaurants i 
fucking love grocery shopping. So, like, for me, like, that's... So interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. But it's, like, for me, like, that's my time to be, like, slow and mm-hmm. present, you know? Because all I'm thinking about is, like, what's right in front of me. And I think, like, that's also why I love to cook. So, like, for me, like, those are kind of times that I can, like, carve out for myself as, as weird and lame as those activities are. But to be fair, like, when we're in our apartment, like, we love being together. So mm-hmm. I don't really think that there was ever a time where... Like, we're also just not the type of people where we kind of need the physical space every once in a while. Like, I would get it just from him working and be- me being somewhere else. And, like, that was enough for me. But I can see how if you are the type of people that, like, need to have your own space, like, within your own home, then you would just, you know, go to the living room and go to the bedroom. And Yeah, we do subtly take space from each other. I think I tend to find space for myself is when you go to sleep, you tend to go to sleep, like, a lot earlier than I do. When I'm in the living room mm-hmm. till, like, 1 to 2 a.m., either just, like, watching things on YouTube And sometimes I wake just... up early, and then that's when I journal. Yeah, so then, like, technically, yeah, we're alone. You take your space when your partner is sleeping. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the Don't best. have the same sleep schedule. Yeah, that's you, how you, car- you carve your space when they're snoring. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so for me, also, like, I would go out to play basketball and or I would shop and like going to Value Village and like really taking my time there was like a good way for me to just like take my own space because I get to fully relax in that way and take space for myself. And of course, basketball is just like my my greatest release of like just like physical exertion and just like hanging out with a bunch of people. So I think it's pretty easy to take space, honestly. I mean, we were living in a one bedroom apartment and... Like, if we just didn't want to be around each other, you just leave and go to another part of the apartment. Yeah. You know, like, I I don't think that we ever took space in where we were, like, it was more of, like, I need to take space and I need you to be aware of it. It was more just naturally us doing it or, like, me going to take a bath, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. it was just us respecting that, like, you know, sometimes we're going to be together and sometimes we're not. Doors exist for a reason. Yeah. That's the thing. (laughs) Like, yeah, you just go into the other room and... And then, yeah, we would just leave each other to yeah. I think for a few hours, yeah. you know, until, like, until like you come out for a glass of water and then, like, <laughs> look at you and I'm like, we ready now yeah. to talk now? <laughs> but I think, like, the key takeaway from, from it is that you need to find somebody, ideally, that appreciates and needs space the same way that you do. Mm-hmm. I think it would make it easier. You know, like, it's not necessary, but... I mean, we've had friends in situations where one person really needs their own personal space, like a lot of it, you know, like even when you're in the same place, like you just need to be in a different room and then their partner would need to be right next to them all the time. Because I think for us, like we really appreciate being together and we really love like spending as much time as we can together. It would be really hard if I needed a lot of personal space (laughs) and you were like, no, I I need to be next to you all the time. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's why like, that's why we work the way we do. And it's... It's because we don't, we're, none of us are like possessive over each other or like yeah. feel like, oh, I'm not having enough time with you or like things like that. Or like, I feel like I need space from you. We never really reach those certain points. We kind of, it just happens so organically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wherever you can take space, I would say if you're living together, take it. Go to the bathroom, take a shower. Take a nice <laughs> long shower. Yeah. Okay. Next question is. Did people think you were moving too fast and how did you deal with it? I don't give a fuck. What yeah, anybody I thinks. did not care. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm care. sure I'm sure there was a lot of people that did kind of think like where did this come from and this was really quick, but But it's also like But if you, you saw are... us too, like that's the thing. Like like my parents like 
they knew that we got along really well yeah. like from early on in that's our relationship. the thing is also like it's hard it's hard to say this because i really don't want to encourage you to like you know not talk to people about things especially if maybe you're in like a sketchy relationship and maybe one that's not great but you know you're the best we've judge. all been there by the yeah, way yeah we've all been there yeah. but I am the type to make decisions and then inform my friends. I don't generally ask my friends for their opinion. Um, If I am, I'll explicitly ask the question. But usually it's like, hey, I'm moving in with Dayon. It's not, hey, should I move in with Dayon? Because for me, like, I would rather make that decision for myself. It's only affecting me, really, at the end of the day. I'm the only one that knows if it's the best decision for me. I'm the only one that's in a relationship with Dayon. And so, yeah, like, I, I don't want to encourage this if, you know, like, you're in, you're making some questionable choices, but if you yourself know that this is the right decision for you, you trust your partner, you guys are in, like, a great committed relationship, and you know that they're not going to bail on you for rent and things like that, then, like, you know, like, be able to trust yourself. You don't always need other people's approval, and sometimes you're not going to get it, and I don't think that you should make decisions based off of what other people would do in your situation because they're not you. And I think they're not that, in your situation. Yeah, and it's like I think that that goes for like relationship advice in general. Is that like they don't ever know what's going on between you and your partner, mm-hmm. and they could never know. They could witness your relationship every single day, and they still wouldn't know. And so, like, yeah, you can still gather other people's opinions if you want, but really hold what you want in your gut above all else. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I would say. Yeah, if you have people that are questioning your decisions, if you yourself are questioning your decisions, then maybe listen then to maybe that. maybe it is too soon. Yeah, yeah, maybe it is too soon. But if you know that it's right, then, you know, take that leap. Take that leap and see take where it takes leap you. Of faith. <laughs> but again, I don't, I don't want to say this and then have you guys get into some really sketchy situations. And so end up in debt. Be smart, please. <laughs> so this kind of lends itself into the next question, which is generally, like, how much it costs to move out in Vancouver. And that's the thing is that if it didn't cost so much to live here, I probably would have moved back to Vancouver by myself. Like, I wouldn't have, like, asked you to move out so quickly and, like, make a decision that you and your parents weren't fully comfortable with. But at the end of the day, it's very expensive to live here by yourself. And I was not trying to live with roommates. So I was like, let's live together. You know, so it it, it's really great. expensive. Yeah, it worked out great. But it's it's very expensive. So I think that might be an in, like a big push as to why people might move in together quicker because you need a roommate or you need a partner, you know, because it's so expensive to live by yourself. Should we give them like number amounts? Well, I mean, so you knew that our one bedroom apartment was 13 13.75, so it's basically 1400 and we're and living standard is kind of like 1500ish yeah. to third, yeah. And that was in East Van. That was a great deal for a one bedroom apartment in East Van. And I was living in a basement suite in Kits before that, and I was paying $600, and I had one roommate. And so, like, a basement suite is just, like, when you're, like, basement or garden level in the house. So that's kind of, like, a difference between living in a house and, like, an, an apartment. apartment. And then we're now living in a two-bedroom apartment, and this one is really expensive. It is essentially 2800 it's basically double what we were paying in East Van, but we but do we're have... downtown. Yeah, we, we are downtown. We have an amazing view, and it's a two-bedroom. So do with that what you will. But it's expensive. It's really, really expensive to live in Vancouver. And yeah, save up money before you move out. Most places downtown are 1600 plus. Mm-hmm. Actually, 1600 is low. Most of them are like 2000 plus. 
Well, because we're about in one a, bedroom or two bedroom for a two bedroom mm-hmm. or even one bedroom. It's be, just because like we're in an older building. It's a little bit less than other ones, but like all the newer buildings are quite expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because like you're downtown. There's, I mean, but that's like downtown in most cities. But Vancouver is is quite expensive. Next question is this is a fun one. I don't even know what I would say to this, but what is your biggest pet peeve since moving in together? I would say for me was. Trying to figure out a solution for you and you just not, like, receiving it. Like, you will not take it. <laughs> and I think... Is, is this the uh, shoebox situation? This is n- numerous situations. <laughs> no, it, I mean, shoebox was... I was trying to help organize all of your little <laughs> oh, knickknacks no. and you came at me. I agree, the shoebox wasn't the great, the best He wanted thing. to put a shoebox under the sink and I was like, it literally closes, so I can't see what's in it. How is that a solution? But see, that's the thing. The, the, the biggest pet peeve I would say is how you can't fold your clothes unless unless you can see it like you're like how am i supposed to figure out my outfit because like most drawers Mm -hmm. are like closed drawers you know what i mean and i'm like you open the goddamn drawer but for her it's like no it has to be like out in the open so she can look at it see it because i'm out of sight out of mind like i really don't know what i have in my closet i feel you but it was just so frustrating trying to like figure out a solution yeah he would come up with solutions i'm like that's trash i'm like hey no okay first of all it starts with hey b like i don't really know what to do and he's like oh okay what about and i'm like no absolutely not trash hate it (laughs) not even that you can't you started attacking me and that's the thing like with anything when i'm like oh like how, how about what do you think if we like maybe put this here instead and then you're like that is disgusting absolutely not why would you ever do that and then i'm like let's just try it and i finally convinced her to do it and she's like you know what i don't hate that Actually, yeah it's great. like a 50 50 sometimes i hate it and sometimes i'm like yo you know what that's my biggest I pet like, peeve is i wish I you like would. how you think it's like i just i thought or i wish that you were just more down to like I experiment feel like I'm more down now. with like our apartment and be like oh that you know is what? Not yeah you know true. You know what I mean, though, where it's like, okay, yeah, let's try and move that there. You know what I mean? That like, is maybe this so way. not true. Okay, no. B, how many no, times no, no, did no. I try and figure You're, out okay. different places to put the couch yeah. and oh, the TV oh, okay. until we figured no. out the right way? But the whole time, you were not down for it. Mm-mm. Okay, because because he's making it seem like I'm no fun Nelly over here. <laughs> but it's because I genuinely can visualize it. And to be fair, yes, we did move things around and we found a better place to set things up. But... A lot of the suggestions you were giving me were trash. Well, I mean, because, yeah. yeah because, you can't, they because, can't all be fire, but exactly. they're suggestions. No, but that's the thing is I can visualize it. And then when you say, okay, now how about this one? Then I'm like, okay, like, let's do that one. But I'm not going to let you just move shit around until 3 a.m., like it's just visualize listen, it listen, first visualize listen. it first i feel you but don't get mad at a dude who's brainstorming you know what i mean brainstorming is that's what i'm saying brainstorming is okay it's when you're actually moving things into every <laughs> single different location it is not necessary just use your imagination and you would know that it wouldn't work there all right so i guess is this a mutual pet peeve <laughs> yeah i guess so like yeah i guess so. i don't know what my biggest pet peeve of yours would be it probably would be the fact that when you do need to especially fold things in your closet, there will be like a, a laundry pile of maybe five shirts on the floor. And I'm like, can you please put those away? And he's like, yeah, 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 I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And then he finally gets to it. But he doesn't just put it away. He takes out all 50 shirts, <laughs> refolds them, and then, and then creates this huge pile on the floor. And then the mess is even bigger now. And then it's he gotta puts it get back worse in. to get better. Yeah, so that's my biggest pet peeve of you. I got more. I don't even actually. know what now I Now they're all that. coming to me. Okay, this is just a shit on Nina Fest. Let's go. I don't even know if you want. I don't even know if you want this out in the public. 
Okay, well, just say. But Nina's the type that if it's yellow, let it mellow. This girl does never flush, and I'm like, we have guests come over. Be because it it saves water. I totally I get it, but it's also just like before guests come through, like just flush it. You know what I'm but saying? But I don't always know when people are coming <laughs> through because you don't always tell me now, do you? Yeah, you just be so. you just be having people over, and I don't know that. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, I just gotta go use the restroom. To I'm be like, fair, oh, it is embarrassing please. for me because I'm like. Did you flush the toilet before they got here? And that's the thing. I always do it. Okay, see, it's great that you're a routine. Yeah. But it saves water, B. I'm out here for the environment. I get it. I get it. Also, stings the toilet, but okay. Uh, well, okay, see, but that's the thing is <laughs> no, that okay. it's I, your I job to it, clean. It. Yeah, it's your job yeah. to clean. So, so that's, that's probably why, why it doesn't pee. bother yeah. me. <laughs> she's like, I don't have to clean it. I'm out here using that, like, scrubber thing. <laughs> I'm the only one that has ever touched that. <laughs> I never touch it. Exactly. It, okay, this is the thing, though. Like, as much as I should on Dan for not doing chores or anything, like, my I mother... I do shit you don't see, bro. Yeah, but that's the thing is my mother always told me that I would have to grow up to do all these things like cook and clean and, you know, like, clean the bathroom. She would always complain about that. And to be fair, it sucks to clean the bathroom. That's why I never do it. But she would always tell me that I have to learn how to do these things. And I told her, I'm going to marry somebody that's going to do all those things for me or I'm going to hire somebody. And she was like, oh, ha, 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 ha. Good luck. (laughs) And guess what? I found somebody that will actually do all those things because, like, I cook and I carry the mental load and now I make most of the money and... I found I'm a somebody. Slave to you now. <laughs> no, but it's like I you know we have the different. the before the queen gets in. <laughs> but we have different roles now, you know, like no, we have different totally responsibilities, it. and, and it works you, for us. And honestly. you actually don't mind cleaning. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I love to clean because, like, I love when I like see it spotless. Yeah. After it's done. But to be fair, that's the thing. Even if I do it. Like, sometimes I try to help. I'll try oh, to do yeah, the dishes sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and then he'll just redo it. I'll, I'll help, try to help him fold his clothes, and he'll just redo it. So, like, even if I try, like, he won't let me. The only annoying thing is that it happens on his timeline, which sometimes <laughs> takes a long time. But he does do a really good job. I say it like you're not sitting here, but you do a really good job. Thank you, baby. You're welcome. Is that, like, perfectionism? You know how, like, perfectionists yeah. are actually bad? Oh, that's, you like... You know when I ask you, like, in the re- yeah. when you go for a job interview, they're like, what's your bit worst thing? And I'm like, oh, I'm a perfectionist. Everybody says, I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> yeah, come up with something better. Nah, you-, you don't know a perfectionist <laughs> until you see how I fold my closet. Okay, so this is kind of related to, like, when we take space. And you kind of mentioned it, but I guess we can dive deeper into it. But, like, how do you deal with it when you can't escape when one person is, like, angry? Or grumpy, or and when you genuinely are like, I need space, because we have gotten into fights where I'm like, get get out of my face, like I don't mm-hmm. want to see you, I don't want to be around you, um, and in those situations, I've gone for drives before, yeah. which is not always the safest thing to do when you're really angry, but sometimes like one of us will just leave. Do you remember that time that I stepped in front of the car? Yeah, we had we've had some really dramatic fights. There was one where I don't even remember what we were fighting about, but. I got into my car and I was going to go for a drive and Daniel was like, you can't go. And he jumped in front of my car and like just stayed in front of my car. Like and sat I sat on the hood. Yeah, and I like, couldn't drive away and I was just bawling. I don't remember what that was but about. that's the thing. But... I'm like, you can't be driving like crying like this. And, like, yeah, and I was scared. I was genuine. Scared. Like I was genuinely scared like she's going to get in an accident. And I'm like, I can't let her leave. So, so I would say don't drive. Don't drive because that's not safe. But to be fair, like I have done... You know, also where you just, like, lock yourself in your bedroom and you just Mm -hmm. take space that way. Or just, like, go for a walk. Like, I think we've done that before. Or I've done that before. Where you just, like, go for a walk and just 
actually take space and then mm-hmm. usually when we're separated that's when we'll text each other usually you'll be like i can't believe you were such a fucking asshole and i was like it begins with a conversation yeah it's always text, a, yeah. it's a conversation over text and then we're usually arguing and then eventually it'll be like hey love you yeah but it's usually day on being like i can't believe you were such a dick it's usually nina storms off and then i guess so i guess that's how i get my space is that nina stormed off on me <laughs> so but like we're both upset but i'm like that's the thing i, I rarely fair, usually ever, i'm being very rude and Dan's being very defensive that's yeah, but usually, i rarely ever get like super upset with you that i feel like i need to leave it's yeah. usually you get really upset with me. I'm defensive and I'm upset at like how rude you're being to me. <laughs> and then you storm off and leave. So like, I guess you have your personal space. And then you space. say, I can't believe that you just did that. Anyways, but then in the same time, I have my personal space, which is usually in the comfort of our home. Yeah, and, uh, usually I leave. Because to be fair, yeah. I'll be like, get out of, like, yeah, when we're arguing, I'm like, get out of my face. I don't want to see you right now. Leave. And you won't leave. And so I'm like, I will leave. I will remove myself from this situation. So, yeah. Either go to your bedroom. But it's healthy, y'all, I swear. Yeah. I mean, but that's <laughs> the thing is that, like, we fight. We we fight a lot, you know? And we don't as much now. But when we did first move in together, we fought a lot. There's just mm-hmm. so many things about being in each other's space all the time. As much as we love each other so much and love spending time with each other, there's just so much about being in the same space and figuring out all of this all at once mm-hmm. that like you're gonna fight and if you're not fighting then you are you are having just pent up anger yeah. and resentment because there is stuff that you definitely disagree on it's not possible it's not possible not like if, even and if it's not is, an I argument like you can at least have the discussion about yeah. what you disagree about and i wouldn't change like any of our arguments for the world like i think like as as like frustrating as some of them can get like we've learned so much from each of them and like we our relationship grows from each and every single one of them and we have like better understanding of each other and honestly sometimes arguments are kind of fun sometimes yeah so well sometimes they take a turn for the funny but like but that's the thing is that it's also like if you don't have this argument now you're gonna have it in like five ten years you know so you might as well have it now and grow from it or like the longer you hold it the usually the worse it gets yeah it's yeah it's like the vacuuming situation where Mm -hmm. i held on to it for so long and it got so much worse than it had to be so the last question is what is the best thing about living together spending every single day with you yeah yeah it is re- like you don't have to go like when you end a date and you're going home together <laughs> we're like we're always together i, I, I mean our relationship has love. grown so much to... since like moving in together i don't know what it would be like if we never moved in together and we just continued dating living in our respective homes but yeah i would say for me it was also just like when i think back to when we first moved in together like having that like huge open space i mean it wasn't even that huge but that huge open space to ourselves and like the possibilities were endless and we would just go shopping together like we would figure out our aesthetic like it was honestly so much fun like that was probably like the funnest one of the funnest periods of my life that i can Mm -hmm. remember and i just like was so optimistic about life and about opportunity and it just really felt like the beginning of everything yeah of where we are now yeah because like yeah we like starting moving into an empty apartment is literally like looking at a blank canvas and like how am i gonna paint this and it was just fun to like painting with you basically so we were able to do whatever we wanted and like shop together and like 
it was like a fun excuse it. to shop yeah. too. Now I'm like, we can't, we don't need anything. Yeah, yeah. Now but then it was like, too, you need stuff. But no, but even then we had, we got way too much. That's the thing. Yeah. Like we kept doing it. We didn't want, I think it was like a rush, right? We didn't want yeah, that to end. We so we just kept end. accumulating things. And then we realized, we actually realized when we moved into this apartment that we have way too much way stuff. Way too much stuff. But that's the thing too, is that it takes time. And it was and fun you, to sell things yeah. too. Like to sell things with you was fun. And then like see things go away. And then we're like, oh, like we got rid of the couch or we got rid of this. And then able to like fill it in with something that's more efficient. So yeah, I think like just like decorating with you and just like just spending time with you and just like cuddling up in our like couches and watching like shows. Like having your own space is really having your own so space is amazing. amazing. Yeah. Like, it's, like, all of it is yours. Like, I think when you're living in your parents' house, then you're just decorating your room, you know? Yeah. Like, it's so your aesthetic, and it's so, like, you, you love your room, you know, because you curated it. But when you get to curate your kitchen and your bathroom and your living room, like, it's it's so much fun. And For me, like, one of the biggest joys is walking, like, waking up in the morning, grabbing my favorite mug, making a coffee... And it's like every like all my glassware is my glassware. You know what I mean? It's not not like mixed in. Everything's like, the way that you I, like it. Exactly, because when I was living with my parents, it was like I, I could do the same thing. They had a coffee machine too, but I yeah. never wanted to do it because it's like it didn't bring me that same joy. Like just those little like things bring me a lot of joy. Like just our glassware. Like literally, I've mentioned our glassware a million yeah. times in this podcast. <laughs> like, it brings me so much joy, and just like seeing all the bright colors in our home, and that transcends from being in the bedroom to the living room and to the kitchen to the bathroom whereas like i think when you're in your parents room or parents home it's like just your room yeah that is like the way you want it but when it's the whole home it's just such an amazing feeling that's why i would say like as much as you can save up as much money because you absolutely don't need to you know buy all that stuff like decorate like as much as we did but when you do get to it's it's incredible yeah. you know like once you put art on the walls yeah. once you have a few plants that you can take care of yeah. it's just like like we no could have done it bare bones but i don't think it would have been as fun as like let's buy like hella pillows and like what throw blankets do we want and what rug do we want you know like you could absolutely do it just get a mattress on the floor and like tough it out eat ramen noodles like that could be like the vibe that you're going for and like people absolutely do that and it's absolutely possible as long as you and your partner are both comfortable with that but whatever it is that you and your partner both want like do it together you know like Mm -hmm. figure out like how do we want to do this and you know save up however much you need to to either move into a place that you can fully decorate or move into a place where you can just like tough it out together Mm -hmm. because whatever it is like you're gonna get through it together and you'll be stronger for it so i think my my happiest or my favorite thing about us moving out together is just being together yeah literally all the time and just doing every all of us together (laughs) like that's end of it end of the story yeah so I think that's a good way to end this episode. I want to thank you guys for listening. Hope y'all been staying safe with everything going on. You can follow us at Neens and Deans. Your girl Neens. I'm Dan's Day Off. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.